We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. All right, what is going on, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Talking Buffalo, your weekday daily driver for Buffalo Sports Talk and more. I'm your host, Patrick Moran. Thank you. As always, I'll get you on the video side. People who are listening like, what the hell are you laughing at already? Thank you, as always, everyone on the audio side. Appreciate you, whether you're checking us out on YouTube. Um, today, I'm joined for a second straight day. If you're watching these on video, we're continuing a, a podcast recording from Monday night because we just got the same shit on. I that's what I was laughing at. <laughs> that's what I was smiling at is you kind of haven't really... You know, on, on the first episode there, on Tuesday's episode, you didn't really let on that we were just rolling back-to-back -back these. And then, you know, the camera goes on, and there we are in the same shit. But it, it, let's be honest, it's not like, well, I don't know about you. You've, you know, got your, you know, you've got a little midlife crisis-y thing with your gear the last couple of years. Um, but it is not outside of the realm of possibility for me to certainly be in the same exact same thing for two you, consecutive. You want to hear a, a fun fact, a confession? I'm embarrassing myself. Or I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. I poke fun of myself. I actually keep a spreadsheet on my computer. I'll show it to you after don't, the show. I, I don't even think I need. I want. I, I wear what I hoodie I wear, shirt I wear. I want to make That's, sure I don't wear the same shit every week on the show. I do a daily podcast Monday through Friday every week. And I don't want to be wearing the same two or three things, man. I got a pretty decent sized closet and uh, I want to make sure I'm not wearing the same shit every single week. So I keep track of uh, of my gear on the show, not in life, like not talking about going out to dinner and stuff like that. But when I get you know behind the camera and hit record. I kind of keep a little bit of a, a database, man. I, I, All right, I try. I, I guess, you know, at times I, I try to mix it up a it's little nice bit. Nice Chautauqua so. hoodie. I've never, you haven't never, that's the first time you've worn that on this show. Yeah, no. Doing this for a Actually, while, I thought about you when I was, when I was putting it on today and, and I was making like betting odds of the likelihood that A, you've ever been to Chautauqua Inst uh, Institute or, or, or B, really even kind of know what it is. I don't. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I actually, I had it. I had it. A very, very, very heavy favorite, like minus eleven hundred, that you had never been there. 
Um, Chautauqua Lake is like a pretty place where people go camping or spend like summer vacation time. Correct? It is. And I don't even know how I would describe the Chautauqua Institute, although it just came to me how I can describe it to you. Okay. Um, it's, it's not like exactly like, like this, but it's, it's in a similar vein to remember where baby's family went for in, in dirty dancing. Yeah. yeah. That is kind of Chautauqua Institute. <laughs> uh, it's it's a it's a very ac uh, academics are all about it. There's there's really very very little, uh, you know, modern. You know, I, I mean, it, these are not television watchers. Okay, people don't go <laughs> to the Chautauqua Institute to chill and watch TV. Man, right. they're they're they you know they sit on their porch. You know, in in, in very old uh, nostalgic looking. Uh, um, homes and and uh they're not on twitter the whole time no they're not on twitter the whole time um i don't really have a whole lot of uh you know cause to to be there i'm, I'm certainly not in an in, in academic and the and i don't read a lot and and even though it's it's kind of my type of people you know it's a very snowflakey uh type 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 of <laughs> place not gonna see a lot of confederate flags and fucking uh <laughs> And, it's, and, it's and MAGA, MAGA folks at the Institute. <laughs> um, but what, what draws me there is like, and, and what you would like have some interest in probably if you looked at their schedule is they bring some real old school acts. Like remember when I went to see Smokey? Mm -hmm. Remember when I seen Smokey yeah. a couple years ago? I'd be like, that was the Institute. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? Um, so they, they closed the season out uh, and, and during the course of the season, um, you know, they have, they have acts as well, but yeah, like I think the beach boys, you know, they can no longer fill out the minor league baseball stadium, but sure. you know, the Institute will bring them. So, <laughs> that so that's, cool, that's, 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 that's how I've uh, ended up there uh, a couple times. And it is right up my girl's alley. My girl is, is definitely an academic how far school, is that? school teacher, how far is teacher, it from here in Buffalo? 50 ish, 50 minutes, you, you know, but just under an hour, you get there, you get there depending upon, what suburb from uh from the area you're you're heading out there towards but um yeah it's it's jamestowny you know what i mean that mm -hmm. like like that uh that direction i guess for someone who probably doesn't travel out there much <laughs> um we're gonna talk boy well, we're getting into some vaughn miller stuff today we i wanted to save that for today because i felt like we were running a little bit late and i didn't just want to force it i wanted to be able to spend a, a solid handful of minutes discussing that uh, we'll talk a little bit of Sabres today, much to your dismay. Um, I got a couple questions about the coaches, too. I will say, though, so, so on yesterday's show, I predicted, for the first time all season, I felt confident enough to make a Super Bowl prediction. I said it was going to be Miami and San Francisco, and that's my Super Bowl pick right now. Got me thinking, because, again, that was like in the mid-'80s, 84, 85, when that Super Bowl happened. We're both old enough to... Not just have been alive, and I know some people were watching or some people are listening were literally not even born when the Bills went to four straight Super Bowls. We were not just born, we were pretty much through our, our teenage years going into our early 20s by well, the hold time. On. 84, you're talking those 84, 85. Oh, I'm talking about the Bills. When the Bills would so the Bills went to four straight Super Bowls, and yeah, we were just you know, you know, we were little teenagers when Marino went. I was, I was dialed year. in, like, I that was yeah, that was so the was start I. of my fandom. Those that like 83 is when I really started to, you know, to well, even a little bit before that, I remember the Fergie 
bills. But as far as, you know, uh, 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 knowledge outside of the bills, um, yeah, I'll tell too. you a story. I, I'm going to tell you a quick story on what? how it came to be. So I'm like, it's 1984, which would make me 11 or 12 at the time of the draft. I have an uncle, all right, who has actually been contacted by fantasy, you know, people and stuff like that in the belief that he has like one of the longest standing fantasy leagues in, in the country. Like my man started fantasy in like 79, bro, Jeez. just writing down sixes in a, no, in a notebook. Yeah. You were in that, you, you came in that league for a little bit anyways, though. So in 83, so my stepfather would never let me pay. It was gambling. All right. Mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed at the table. First year I was kind of allowed at the table as an advisor. All right. Was 84. And Marino had just come off the half season in 83. People weren't all in on him quite yet. Right. You know what I mean? Those, those, those drafts were still going. I wonder if you could predict who, who would go one or one, one and two in the early eighties. I don't, I don't think you could, I, I don't want to waste, waste your time. I, I don't think you could. What you tell about the order of the quarterbacks who would go, who were your one and twos in a, in a fantasy football pool that was touchdowns only. So it was always, it was always quarterbacks first. Cause it was touchdowns. Are you talking only. about just the rookies from that class? Or no, no, league? I'm talking about a fantasy draft uh, I, in 80, in 84. Let's, yes. Yes. Faust <laughs> was your number one. Number number two is gonna be a little bit harder, but um, but he threw the hell out of ball. And I'll give you a, and I'll give you a hint. I believe both of Faust's receivers would later go on to catch balls from this other from this Oracle. Right? No, I don't think Wes Chandler did, but JJ Jefferson definitely went uh went to this team. And a very popular Bills uh, Hall of Famer uh, also caught balls from this quarterback. Number two. It's tough, bro. Stumped. It's tough. Lynn Dickey. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, you know what? I had the right team, but I had the wrong quarterback. No, uh, no. Nah, Lynn, Lynn, so so Lynn Dickey. So Fouts and Dickey were going one-two for wow. years, right? Anyway, so I get a seat at the table in, uh, in 84, and it comes to my stepdad at five. Right, and he's ready to go. Like he, he's still, you know, he's still, you know, hanging on to like Vince Ferragamo and mm -hmm. type shit, right? And I'm like, listen, Dan Marino is about to do what he did for nine games, you know, for for sixteen. He's he's gonna go off the hook. And at the time, it was a one year. Um, I don't know if it was one year. It might have been multiple years. At the time, though, it was a, it, it was a keeper league. I fucking won that dude so much money from giving him. The, he he went with Marino. Yeah, he went with Marino. So, anyways, though, um, you know me, uh, you know, uh, being you dialed, in, I was I was I was locked in, and because of that, with Marino especially, until the Bills got good and started, you know, taking him on. Marino was always of interest to me because you know I I, I had that pick as a. Uh, as as a young type, so eighty four, I was shocked, man. I was I was like, this this, this Miami team is finishing this season, you know, 
with with a, there's a Super Bowl champ, you know. I, I was I just wasn't that engaged in uh yeah. uh with with the Niners as I was with the Dolphins, but they they boat roll them, man. Um they did. Then they never went back. Yeah, Miami, no, never, they whipped, Miami they, never went back. They whipped their ass. No, you know, I was pretty dialed in too. We're I, I'm one year older than you. I was dialed in too, not just football, but also baseball at that time. I honestly I think I can remember shit from the eighties sometimes more than I remember stuff from like the mid two thousands, I, I I swear to God, it's just how uh, my brain works. But I anyway, remember the Yankees playoff hopes ending on a Butch Weiniger fly ball to Jesse Barfield. I, uh, I don't remember in, all in that. A fine, in a <laughs> it was the last. It was the last series of the. It was the last series of the year. The Yanks went into Toronto needing to sweep them. Uh, they may have gotten Game One, but in in Game Two, and I just I remember I remember Weiniger flew out to. Uh, <laughs> To Barfield, I can. I'm like you. I could be much better with the '80s, mainly because of how much I drank in the '90s. <laughs> Before we get cooking with today's episode, I, what I wanted to ask you was, I'm pretty sure, considering the you know stuff you're just rattling off to me, which by the way, this isn't the question, but you really brought me back to to memory lane right now. Being in some fantasy football leagues when we were younger, that no computers, so it, literally it was notebooks with paper and no stats mattered except touchdowns. That's it. Just touchdowns. Like if you do for 400 yards and one touchdown, that's six points. You didn't do shit. And Crazy, I, man, back in and those who, days. Who will ever forget the, the most notorious first overall pick of a uh, uh, of a fantasy football draft after what I believe was three or four 40 ounces of old English, an old buddy <laughs> of ours took to the, you know, took to the podium to draft Wendell. Cunny Hayworth. <laughs> Boom, right out of the fucking chair. Like, Marty, right? Damn, yeah, Marty, yeah. man. Marty wanted to Shout out Marty Nascota, man. Called yeah. him Wendell Cunningworth and just like fell out of his chair <laughs> that after like fucking... three or four bottles of old English. That is hilarious. That's a draft right there, boys. That is hilarious. So what I wanted to ask you, um, and again, depending on how old some people are, they, who knows if they were even around for this, but the Bills going to four straight Super Bowls to this day, can you still remember, without getting into too much detail for each, but can you remember like where you watched the game, all four of them? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Where? Super Bowls. Super Bowls, sure. Uh, okay, the Giants game, I was on uh, uh, Bird and Barry. There was a group of us on uh, at the apartment on Bird and Barry. Uh, I remember the only time this ever happened, but the people in the front house had to come back because we were just, we were just yeah. blasting, you know, music and pregame, yeah. just going nuts. And I remember, like, just taking a taking like a, a Seagram's seven or you know whatever whatever that booze is. There was a bottle of that going around when Norwood missed the kick, and I just you know I, I just started to chug it. <laughs> You're talking uh, about Bird so, and Barry, by the way, West Side reference. West Side, West Side, Bird and Barry, the uh, right by the post office yeah. there on yeah. uh, on yeah. Bird. All right, so Giants game, Bird and Barry. Um, fucking the the Redskins game uh worked the first half actually at Zips Pizza got stuck working the first half at uh at Zips Pizza and and me and uh me and Danny Fogs just went home for the second half but we you know it was kind of over by that point sure. so we didn't bother trying to find where anybody was uh first Dallas one was uh uh Scully's with uh with parents uh and the whole the whole nine uh, a more a more wholesome uh, a more wholesome viewing, and the last, ba- um, the second Dallas game was the Commonwealth yeah. uh, apartment. Yeah. So, yes, I I still remember, I still remember the uh, 
I still remember the four bowls. Yeah, the well, the first one and the last one we watched, uh, Bird and Barry and Commonwealth. Yeah. Uh, the first one was I, I thought the Bills were destined to win that game. My dad had just passed away like maybe five, six weeks before that game. Um, second one, I wasn't with you. I went, there was a Billy Clark, like a Clark family party or something, just got shit faced. I literally, I remember not knowing anybody pretty much, and the Bills got blown the hell out. Dallas game, you said you worked the first half of the second game or the second Super Bowl. No, first, first, first half, half of, of the, the, of the, the Washington Redskins, game. The, Redskins the first Dallas Super Bowl, yeah. I worked at Quick Fill on uh, Grant Street across near the, Auburn. Right across the street it. from the place that yeah, I was working right, the year right, before. Zips, That's yeah. how attached at the hip we were in our uh, – <laughs> Yeah, I worked well, – Not I, just us, though. We were I, good butts of Right. I worked, I worked at Quick Fill, which I also was working at Quick Fill. That was the, the year where the Bills, the miracle comeback against uh, the Houston Oilers. I was at Quick Fill for that one, too. And, yeah, then Commonwealth, which I thought at halftime, I really thought the Bills were that fucking game – one fumble later, first play of the half. I'm like, yep, yep they're going to lose again. But um, anyway, yeah, it's funny how we can remember shit from 30 years ago. And I honestly can't remember. Those are Super Bowls, though, man. I mean, I think I, I, I can't think remember. Stan, I, I don't I forgot about Super Bowl, not Bill Super Bowls, obviously, since then. But I can't remember a lot of Super Bowls, even over the last uh, 10 years or so. Uh, anyway, all right, let's let's dive in here um, on a serious note. And I want to point this out there too, uh, a disclaimer that we are taping this late at night on Monday for a Tuesday night video release, a Wednesday morning podcast, uh, audio podcast drop. As we're recording this, nothing has happened. In terms of Von Miller and with the Bills announcing anything that might happen if he's going to be with the team, away from the team. So we have no idea as we're recording this. Kind of, let's go back to a week ago. So it was on a Thursday. I know that because I met up with you at McDonald's on a Thursday, no, I, had, I went to Pet Boys. I went to Pet Boys. Well, there's a reason why I'm, oh I, I'm bringing this up. So the I went to McDonald. I'm sorry. I was telling old Sherry how I met you here, and and as we were literally in that line for a half hour tonight, that is the worst. It, it's, McDonald's. <laughs> they had no interest in. Like, I literally stayed there for 10, 10 minutes. Unbelievable. Nobody's even in front of me. In just, that line at that McDonald's. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, so I, I was going to Pep Boys because I had, a, and I got a lot of ridicule, by the way. Apparently, I guess Pep Boys is a terrible fucking place to buy tires, unbeknownst to me. But anyway, I had an appointment scheduled, so I'm going there. I left the house. The Vaughn Miller stuff hadn't broke yet. And then on the throughway, it's about a 25-minute ride from my house here in West Seneca to North Buffalo. And the phone just blew the hell up with all the stuff coming out about Vaughn Miller. Like I said, I met you briefly at McDonald's, and we talked for... A few minutes, obviously. A, a Only because I left my weed here the, the week before. I don't I, like. I wouldn't have just met up with you <laughs> at McDonald's yeah, right, to, to, to hang out or whatever. It was very close to my it's house. It's funny because it was a and, Monday. You left. You, know, you left your weed pen here. I left, I left my weed Sunday, here. and then by Thursday, you were like, "Yo, man, <laughs> I need my weed." No. <laughs> I need that. Anyway, on a serious note, of course, I mean. We, we already know what happened. Vaughn Miller got arrested, um, charges, assault. We've seen the reports. You know, we know about the reports later in that. Was it the next day or the same, that night? I don't remember. But the, the woman recanted and, and said that it, it didn't happen. And we sit here now on Monday, unsure of how things are going to play out. I made it a point to say at the time, I'm not completely walking this back. 
maybe a little bit that I didn't want to react too much until um, more facts came out. I don't want to knee jerk react to something so serious. And I told you not as big of a story, not as, you know, didn't have to do with domestic violence, but I, I told you about the Ed Oliver story a couple of years ago, where I prematurely bashed the guy for, you know, when he got accused of a, a DWI and having a, a firearm in his car as well. Anyway, it turns out that no charges were pressed and, and so on and so forth. I don't really want to get into that. But my point was I didn't want to quickly overreact to something with some, you know, really strong take or something. But what I didn't realize at the time, I didn't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I knew about the prior domestic violence charge he had. I forgot about the uh, revenge porn shit. And I started thinking. I was I'm the like, other way. I remember the revenge porn part. But see, don't, I, was, don't I was the yeah, I was the I was the opposite, and, and I did remember that. I don't know. Let I, let's just I guess let's start here. I'm I don't want to have a a podcast where we're you know not going to tackle things that are this important, whether it pertains to the football side and the human element side as well. Um, I'm not going to convict somebody at this point, but it, it looks pretty obvious that yeah. I don't know how to say it the right way. And I don't want to, I don't want to victim bash either. I mean, the woman recanted. Well, let me, uh, let me, go ahead. No, I was going to say the, the, the woman's recanted, but I don't think anybody who, who believes that I don't believe that. I don't, I believe she might, maybe she's trying to save his ass. Maybe I, you know, I don't want to, I'm not inside those four walls. I don't know what he offered or what was said to have her come to completely changing the story around, but there's a police phone call. There's marks there. There's physical evidence that shit happened um according to one report sure, yeah, sure. I mean, yes yes according yes. So, to one report, i believe that it did i i, I believe that's what i kind of kind of arriving I'm, to i'm not but i want to say this though i want to mm -hmm. so this will people will be hearing this uh wednesday boy. on wednesday or seeing the video side on tuesday i thought going into it when we when we said we're going to talk about this you know on the on the, our second taping of the evening mm -hmm. uh that we would be home free with news on tuesday I'm gonna walk that. I'm gonna walk that back. I don't even know if I said it to you, but just in my own mind, I'm I'm gonna walk that back. I think the Bills are gonna slip something out there tomorrow when when no no one's available. You know what tomorrow I mean? Tomorrow meaning Tuesday. Tomorrow meaning Tuesday. Sorry, we're taping this on Monday. Mm -hmm. I, I think the Bills will slip something out tomorrow. Get a chance to give themselves a um a little bit of a feel for you know what the what the reaction is to whatever statement it is they make or if they make if they decide to make a roster move you know what i mean like does he even does he even show up on on wednesday you know what i mean so i i as something tells me when when you're seeing this or 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 hearing this um the bills uh, the first domino will have fallen as it relates to um you know what the how the bills are going to handle this and 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 what uh what it might look like roster roster wise i i do think there'll be a little bit of movement um you know before before this gets to people's ears i, I hate to predict something because by the time people listen to this if you're right and you very well could be right but when people hear this on wednesday morning something already went down on tuesday this might have already happened but i would be Stunned, and I mean stunned, if Von Miller's practicing with the Buffalo Bills on Wednesday. I agree. I think maybe some way, shape, or form, I don't know how it'll be written or, or presented, but he's away from the team while we continue to investigate the details. You, can you see something like that sure. happening? Yeah, I think that comes tomorrow. I do. I do. I've, part of me thinks that comes tomorrow so that um, 
McDermott has a a fallback uh, statement um, that he can that he can turn to when he's and, and the team has a fallback statement that they can turn to when they get in front of the mics on Wednesday. I, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go as far as to say Wednesday like, afternoon I, he will speak to the media. That's scheduled. That's yeah. got nothing to do with Vaughn. Just sorry. I just, I just, I just think, uh, I think something will be out uh, on Tuesday. I think the Bills will slip something out there on Tuesday, whether it's a paper type of transaction that puts them on some sort of, uh, some sort of list, not the commissioner's list. You know what I mean? Cause I think it has to be a suspension for him to go on the commissioner's exempt list, but I think there'll be, you know, some sort of, uh, um, option available to the bills to just get them out of their fucking hair. Uh, and I think they'll do that before they get in front of Mike's uh, on Wednesday. I want to be out there. I want to get to in a minute. I want to get to a, a portion of a Bob Miller discussion you tweeted about because I think you're pretty much right. And we'll get to that in a minute. I think there's a great, great, great chance that Bob Miller will never play another down for the Buffalo Bills. Um, I, look, it goes without saying. If he's found guilty, of course, you know, we, we hope the full extent of the law comes down on him. He obviously never plays football again. But I'm at a point now where if there's and this is the this is what's stopping me from going all in right now, because I don't know for sure, other than a, a report, one report about any physical things that happened to her in terms of uh, like she got her hair pulled part of her hair pull out. I, I think I, I heard about um, marks on her neck. He stomped on her foot, allegedly smashed her laptop. Like if there's physical evidence, first of all, from what I understand, if there's physical evidence, it doesn't, whether she recants her statement or not, they still could go after him. And I think they will. Um, I, 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 if that stuff's true, I just get it. I don't man. He's not look, I'm with you. I'm with you. He's not. I don't think. I think his career as a Buffalo Bill is is done. Um, I think. Uh, Which again, we're pointing this out there. I got to keep saying it Monday because he might be a fucking practice for all we know as we tape this on Wednesday. I don't think I don't, there's don't any think realistic there's way. I don't think it's, there's a chance. I agree. Uh, I don't think. I, I don't think it'll happen until the off season. I don't think his career as a Bill will will end. Until the office, fuck man, they might put him on IR for all all we know and be like, well, you know, he just isn't the same. <laughs> Go back and watch the film; you can make a good yeah, case you know I mean? from a football standpoint. Um, I agree that he's done. I don't. I don't think it will play off in uh, play out in season, though. I think it will play out uh, in the off season, you know, more than likely. But it, it, as far as you know, what I and I don't. I just this this part of it is just not super important to me because i mean it's just one case in in many that is a far greater problem than just this this von miller case but um there's there, there's no prosecutor out there that's going to take a case where the victim recants their story you know these prosecutors these prosecutors you know, their, their, their job is to, even is, if he's got a history is, though, is to win, you know, is to win. And they don't like taking losers. Um, and I just, I just think that the likelihood of a, uh, of a, a heavy legal recourse outside of football, um, probably, um, is 
hindered a great deal by the you know by the the victim's uh retraction or or recanting I, you know those mean two different things retraction and recanting maybe they don't but i i don't i don't like to use um i don't want to be ambiguous in one breath but i also don't want to say things that i like what how what did she really say and then not say you know right. I, I i can't I, I can't do any of that yeah. to me the only thing the only thing in this story that i am comfortable talking about is the football piece and it's not because you know the human element is is something that i'm i'm blind to it's because what is really driving the story here in our neck of the woods is the football piece and to to you know to ignore that or to say that it's you know, it's secondary to everything else. I, I, my opinion is that it, it it lacks self-awareness. All right. If if you're out there saying it because you think it's the right thing to say, uh, you know, to put the, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the spotlight or the lens of domestic violence first and foremost, I'm not here to assassinate your character for doing that. Not you, but just speaking in general terms. I know what you mean. I'm not here to assassinate anyone's character for doing that. I'm just here to say that I think your self-awareness is lacking because I think the reason um, that there has been continued support for the victim following a retraction. Now, I'm not saying that people would have bailed on her had she held to it. Right. All right. I'm saying that in two scenarios, all right, if Von Miller's playing lights out football, and she retracts her initial statements as, as she appears to have, people would be singing a different tune. Or they more likely not, not singing a, a different a, tune. A fair percentage. They'd be a strong quiet. Percentage. All right. They would just they would be quiet. A strong right? percentage. Not everybody. Yeah. Well, first let's 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 first point out, okay, that we are not speaking, at least I'm not. I'm, I think I can speak for you too. There's that bucket of people that say well look at the trevor rise thing or whatever he's not guilty. okay those those people don't even belong in the discussion okay those are are fucking jerk offs and women haters okay I, I don't want them lumped into this conversation this conversation is for people with rational empathetic fucking thought and sure. minds yeah but we're driven by the football part all right. And we're driven by the football part because he sucks and we'd love to get out from underneath that contract. It matters. I think it does for again, but a lot of people feel that way, but it's not a consensus. There are some people, of course it's not a consensus, some people, but, I, but you're, you're not wrong. If this was, let's just say it. If this was Stefan Diggs or this was Josh Allen and this happened during their bye week and the woman recanted there, I 10% maybe. 10 to 15% might say, fuck that. I don't want him on my team. Whereas Vaughn is probably 80%. Yes. Because you're right. On a from a football standpoint only, he's he sucks. He's he's just he's he not sucks good. and he's fucking taking up like 10% of your cap next. I've year. I, I mean I literally have been going on rants weekly about I mean the Bills may have been may have gotten an absolute gift. No one would now see that's 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 where you gotta kind of step back and be like, hey, I don't want to call domestic violence a gift, all right? right yeah, Which sure. I don't. Okay, yeah. but I mean No, we're keeping this football right now. This this portion of what we're talking about, I've been going on for weeks 
that I don't even think he should be playing above Kingsley Jonathan right now. And I don't think he's one of the four or five best defensive ends on this team. From a football standpoint and football only, this is why I agree with you. He's done nothing. He's done nothing. And if he was a star player who was playing great, I do think, at following a recanting, that a much larger percentage of people, 100%, would be like, you got to let the process play out. You got to let the process play out. Where, But because of the fact that, A, he sucks. B, hold on. He doesn't suck. He's a no, first he sucks. He's no, a, no, he sucks. No, no, he fucking he sucks lost. Right now. He done. sucks right now. He sucks right now. We don't know that physically. Well, he might we're not find out now going forward, but he could have gotten back if not the end of this year, certainly going in the next season. He's washed right now. That's for sure. He's washed right now. He's 35 years old, and he's got a horrible fucking contract that the Bills are pretty much on the hook for next season. If they get rid of him, they would lose $8 million in cap space, not gain. They would have to pay all that dead cap money, and then they would lose. There's so, a great there's spot a track breakdown today. There was. I, 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 I don't saw know it. if you saw it. I, I saw couldn't it. follow I it. I mean, I'm not going to yeah, lie. I'm not gonna lie. It was it was a little it, tough. It's it just was, how you want to allocate the dead. But there money. was a there was a great spot yeah, track spot, yeah, uh, it, breakdown of it today. It was great. And from a football standpoint, if he were to get suspended, then the Bills could void his guarantee money. That's kind of the gist of it. I do agree though, and I, and I hate to say this, and I don't want to think this way, but people will because for a lot of people, this is about football. You know, you follow your football team, and I don't even think that necessarily makes you a terrible person. No, you, know, you don't want to get involved in this shit. Well, if he's innocent, I hope he rots in jail. If he's not, I care about my football team. But it is a fair point, and I think an accurate one to say if this were Josh Allen, you like to think it would never would be, or Stefan. But if it were to be one of those two guys, I do feel like attitudes would be would be different on this football team. But instead, you got a, an aging, washed up at the time guy coming off a significant knee injury that has not looked one ounce better in his fifth or sixth game back than he did the first game back. So I do think that kind of um, forms opinions. Yeah, and that's what I tweeted. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And thankfully, you know, I, I have like, you know, four non-bot followers, so it doesn't really get a lot of traction. <laughs> um, but I'm, I, was, I was kind of hung up on it a little bit. I Look, I, I'm someone, you know. But well, this is why podcasting and talking is important as opposed to a tweet. Yeah. Sometimes a tweet, the tone of a tweet, you know what I mean? Uh, the intent yeah. of a tweet could be taken out of context or or not have context to it, not be layered at all. And then you're thinking, well, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I was pretty comfortable. I, I mean, I was pretty mm -hmm. comfortable that, you know, I covered myself on all ends and I know who I am as a human being. So mm -hmm. I was pretty comfortable, you know, tweeting it then and, and saying it now. But um, for some reason in the aftermath of of the uh, uh, of the news and, and like maybe the 24 or 48 hours that, that followed it, you know, that's kind of what I gravitated to, but I'm not really on that anymore. Like I'm not, uh, you know, I, I believe I, I like to think of myself as a self-aware guy. All right. And I like to, you know, sometimes I can't keep my mouth shut pointing out when I think that others aren't really being self-aware, you know what I mean? Like the, it, it's, it's hard to take certain things seriously when, you know, every single tweet you have is you know you and bill's gear and josh allen stats and and, sure. and and whatever it's like how do i know your fandom isn't really kind of dry driving this but who the fuck cares i mean like who am i to, I, I don't you may it maybe their fan people's fandom is driving it or maybe as victims of of db uh at some point in their life 
you know, they're 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 able to separate it. It's, just, it's actually really not as big of a of a hang up for me as when it first launched, um, because I I just think you know everybody when there's big news, everybody kind of grabs onto something that um, that's interesting to them, that's 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 uh, noteworthy to them. And for me, it was it was the reaction of of some of the fans, but with with uh, several more days to you know to kind of put that in in the rear view, um, I'm just you know I'm 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 on to Kansas City, man. I'm on to Kansas That's City, and fair. I figure that it was you know, and I'm fine. I with just the fact want to ignore that it. It's probably not going to be with Von Miller. I just I, I haven't done a, a podcast since the arrest on Thursday. Oh, I'm glad. I'd like to. I didn't want to, like not, I didn't want to have it. it not addressed. I wanted to make sure um, we talked about it. And I want to make crystal clear, too, that we, even when we say a lot of football fans would feel differently if it were Josh or, or Stefan, if, if the victim recanted, that that's not everybody. And neither of us are saying that there's nobody out there who would say, well, he's a great quarterback. No, there are a lot of people who would say, fuck him, he's a piece of shit human being. He, he beat a woman. And uh, I want them off my football team. I'm just saying there's some people out there who would still have that attitude. I do think a majority of people, though, or not a majority, but a, a good percentage of people for sure, um, because it's Vaughn Miller and not a star, a, a star player or somebody who's playing like a star anyway. It kind of tends to to form your opinion. One last thing, and I want to get to this before I take a break, because I, when we come back, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Brandon Bean, you know, I, I've seen some criticism of him on Twitter this week. Uh, I feel like he deserves some. I mean, this is a guy now who had two um, two cases. Or when they had one case and then he had another one after he signed. I, again, the the, uh, the revenge porn like, thing. It was right as he was signing. Right as he like, was signing. Was, but, or um, at least it came public. You know? Just as he was signing. I will say, you know, and I agree with you 100% about the punter and not lumping them into the same conversation. But you could say that it was a lack of the Bills doing due diligence and not even looking into the matter. What happened with the punter a couple of years ago? Kind of the same deal with Vaughn. It's like, you know, do you think Brandon Bean deserves some criticism right now? Or not just him, whoever, you know, in the front office, courts or vets, free agents, potential guys like this, man. Yeah, I think for me, it's it's not uh, like a deal breaker or, um, you know, a status changer as far as his job is concerned. Um, but I do think it, it matters. I do think it's a mark, uh, against Bean. and yeah, man, maybe I should, maybe I should hold off on saying that it might not be, uh, uh, changes his job status. If you believe that Terry Pagula is all in on Sean McDermott, and I think, I think McDermott is the, is the one that he backs the most. It just seems like he's more McDermott than Bean type, you know, like Bean does, you know, hey, Clark, the shitter's full. You know, he's got personality. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah. Terry doesn't, you know, Terry's more of, you know, he just seems like he'd get along better with McDermott. I think he backs McDermott more than Bean. And if, like we talked about uh, yesterday, if, um, there are relationship issues in the building, and one of them happens to be Bean and McDermott for whatever reason, even if it's not full blown. Uh, I could easily see with a with a female part owner, all right, um, 
I could easily see Pagula looking at this and uh, uh, and and using it as uh, you know one of the uh, pros to firing Brandon Bean. Yeah, for sure. Be right back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, I'm back here with Tone Bucks. Just got done talking about Vaughn Miller. I think the consensus is, I, I, I think we both um, think that he's probably played his last game as a Buffalo Bill. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe, maybe by the time people are listening to this, they'll already know more information. Or later on on Wednesday, when Sean McDermott speaks, maybe we might get some uh, some more information on how the Bills are going to proceed and, and handle Vaughn um, going forward. Let's go to the hockey side for a few here before we get out. Let and, me first, let me, can no. I just tell you something? All right. And actually, this isn't me hijacking hockey. This is like, I honestly <laughs> want to say this. If this, remember, we're, 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 we're taping this on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. If this Celtics Pacers game goes to overtime and, and that costs me the over, I'm dumping this whole fucking set. All right. <laughs> I'm talking Drexel and true romance. This whole thing is just <laughs> flipping. If I lose this play because that game goes to overtime. Anyways, though, you wanted to uh, – what was it you want to talk well, about? I, where well, I want to get to hockey for, for yeah. a few minutes in kind of like – well, I guess maybe it's a, a Bills thing too. We, we talked about this a few minutes anyway before. Started taping, and the, the, the Bills and the Sabres coaches right now, Terry Bagula gave an extension 
to Sean McDermott that runs through 2027. Now, mind you, he could fire Sean tomorrow and still have to pay him, but he, that doesn't mean he can't fire him. And then on the hockey side, which I'm going to be honest, until I saw a tweet from Mike Harrington uh, on Monday afternoon, I didn't know Don Granado had an extension to 2026, but that's the case um, with him. And I'm thinking to myself, Sean, I can understand maybe a little bit, maybe. I mean, he got you to a conference championship game. He's gotten you to playoffs four straight years coming into the season. You can feel secure about him. You know, he might be a coveted coach as much as a lot of Bills fans hate him right now. Were he a free agent? There might be some teams lining up to get somebody like him. So I, I kind of could get the McDermott extension. But why did Don Granado got an extension through 2026? And I'm not even just talking about because they're struggling this year. Dude's never even made the playoffs. Came closer to making the playoffs last year. Why Why would you have to go locking this guy up for three years, three more years? I was, are you, did you know that? No, but um, I mean, there's, there's no surprise. And I, when you told me that you wanted to, you know, broach this, this topic um, today, I was, I was thrilled actually, because I had some thoughts on it on the player side as well. There aren't a whole lot of things with regards to the way Pagula does business that we can look at the two models, you know, Bills and Sabres and, uh, and say that he's fairly consistent with, all right? One is the fact that he doesn't really use the presidency, you know what I mean? Which I think is an issue, especially when, you know, when things start to go south a little bit. Um, but the other is he doesn't like guys to get into that last year of their contract. All right. He, he just, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't want McDermott going into that final year. He didn't want Bean going into that final year. I think Renato might've gone into that final year. So, you know, the timing of the extensions, I think are important. And I think they speak to a business practice that is, um, and maybe it's maybe part of it is still that fear that, you know, that Buffalo is, is the, you know, is kind of the little guy. And if we've got someone that we really are invested in and believe in, you know, we don't want that, that person to even sniff the end of their that's, contract that's and, and, and what, what else might be out there for them. So I think that might be in, uh, in play as far as, you know, the, the business model is concerned. Um, but you have seen it. I didn't give a lot of thought to it as it relates to the Bills. Maybe a couple of names can come to come to mind pretty easy. But on the Sabre side, I'm not going to go like as far as to say that the type of things that I think maybe the instigators, you know, might say, uh, whether it be you know riding the bus or or earning the, you know, just not being handed the the, the wheelbarrows full of money. Uh, and and certainly, certainly, um, they saved a lot on what would have been a Tage Thompson extension, getting them, you know, in the sevens there when Big he probably time. would sure. have gone to ten. But are you know, can we say the same thing that you're saying about the awarding of extensions, you know, to coaches about guys like Dylan Cousins and Owen Power? Yeah. All right. I, I mean, look, I don't I don't think they necessarily got complacent, you know, or they got their money and, and now they don't work as hard. I'm not you know, I'm not about that. But, you know, Darlene had a bridge, man. You know, Darlene went through some real, real troubles there in like year two and part of three. Sure. And only got himself a bridge. And it wasn't until the bridge that he went out there and, and, and earned it. 
we may have been we may have been premature with with cousins and and power. I, I just and not because I think they're not going to be who we envision when when we gave them the money, but man, why 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 we why we have to why we have to rush those? What if it did matter? You know what what if it did matter? Um. So uh, that's just who we are right now. You know, we're, 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 try, we're trying to lock up. We're trying to lock up guys that we think are, are, are long-termers. We're trying to lock them up uh, well in advance of, of any sort of, uh, you know, end of contract. The mindset that it could be a bargain down the road. That's, and that, that's the and, mindset. And that, that too. All right. I think those, to, those two things intertwined that A, it can be a bargain and B, all right, it keeps it keeps them here, and we never have to worry about it. And oh man, I, I mean, look at Casey Middlestad, man. Casey's playing for a contract this year. Now he'll still be our, I, I believe, even if he gets to the end of this year without one, he's still restricted. So good job by you know, in whoever you know got us, you know, out of yeah. that one and and kept him in our, um, kept him in house with that, but. Why? Why couldn't we have just waited it out with uh, with the kids that that we put there so much hockey people, smart into. hockey people that were very surprised that Power got a long term extension. Um, not of again the mindset that if you sign them now, lock them up, that that might seem like a bargain in a couple of years as the cap keeps going up. But there were a lot not of people even a surprised. Full year, not even right, yeah. right. It was last last year that he joined us. Am I wrong? First first full season, right? Like last yeah. year he joined us. Late? Did he have the full year last year? Yeah, he had a full year last year. Did he have a full year? Yeah, he had a full year last year. Um, yeah, Yeah, bad job. Look, but still, I, you know what I mean. Year three of the year, year three of the entry, um, and you feel the need to, you know, to to make him a multimillionaire. I don't know. Let me. Uh, I don't know. I was uh, so yesterday's show. The kind of my premise was it's do or die time for the Bills, and it is absolutely do or time for for the Bills. I kind of feel like. That's not quite the case with the Sabres yet. And I got an argument with my cousin about this because I said it's almost, it's only December. They're only four. All right, so we're taping this again on Monday. Now, the same, unlike the Bills who don't play it on Sunday, by the time you're watching this or listening to this, the Sabres will have played Detroit Tuesday. So maybe things change a little bit. As we record this, the Sabres are four points out of a playoff spot. So to say it's do or die in February can be considered ridiculous. Conversely, though, they're also four points away from being quite literally the worst team in the Eastern Conference right now. So that's how close they are to the bottom as well. They're 10, 13, and 2 as we tape this. They're only 20th in goals scored. That's terrible. 24th um, in goals against. Um, they got the tie for the fifth worst goal differential in the league at minus 14. Here's what I'm going to do. Instead of spending time going through all these, I got a little bit of a checklist here of issues with the Sabres right now. And maybe one or two of these, maybe you can elaborate on a little bit or think that these are the most important ones. But this is like my checklist of a bunch of shit that's just going wrong with this hockey team right now. Akposo, Gergeson, Olofsson, Jost, Krebs. Sometimes they bring zero to the team, like completely inconsistent. You go games, not even just periods, you go games where you get nothing from any of those guys. Krebs, one goal, four points in 23 games. I know what his role on this team is supposed to be right now, but still, you've only found the net once in 23 games. Owen Power, you talked about him earlier. Hold on. Are you, did, did, I'm going to run him off. 
and then I want you to give me one at a kind of let me go one at a time with you. Well, we might be you. You die. I don't know. It's not long. It's not. It's not long. All I right. Well, you, let's start. Just bullets. The, the the guys that you mentioned, mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah, I hear them, and I, I it triggers an immediate thought that I was getting to anyways. Three of those dudes were re-signed in the off season. Yeah. Okay, that's an Adams thing. Two leaders. Okay, new captain. Yeah, that's an Adams thing. Three of those guys were re-signed in the off season. So, um. You know, Krebs. And still, one of them was a central piece in a Jack Eichel trade, too. Well, you know, I mean, I'm, I just, I still think with, with, with other defensive minded guys with some sort of finishing ability that Krebs could fill that, okay. uh, that fourth line role. But, um, and Olofsson, we knew we were on, we were on the hook for, you know, coming into this year. But three of the five that you mentioned that do a whole lot of nothing were re signed. And that is starting to look like a big problem. Sure. Um, you talked about him a little bit already. Owen Power, I got in my notes. He hasn't taken that next step yet. He's been, at times, a liability on the team this year. And I don't think he's played very well, and I've talked to hockey guys a lot and then kind of come to the same conclusion. Like, I don't even want to say regression, so to speak, but he definitely hasn't improved on his play from last year. So, I mean, again, it's a guy you just gave a big, fat contract to. Analytics guys love him. They will... They will go after you pretty good uh, for pointing to him as part of the problem. Um, but as someone who just enjoys my hockey by way of the eye test a lot, even though you know I'll, I'll certainly peek in on on a, a fair amount of of analytic uh, interaction, um, I'm with you on on that point. But you would you you would be taken you would be taken to task. All right, by guys who live and sure. die by you know expected goals for yeah. expected you know shots. And some of these whatever. points I'm making are current now problems, not necessarily. You know, I remember having Joe Yurt on the show over the last couple of years, and we went through the same shit with Darlene, especially at the beginning of the year. I remember one time Joe told me that he thinks maybe he needs to see a psychiatrist because a lot of his game issues were mental, stuff like that. But my point is, I'm talking about stuff going on right now with Krebs and Power. And then another one, Zach Benson, man. Kid's got a great future. You see some signs, but he's got a pretty big role on this team right now as an 18-year-old rookie. Bottom line, 15 games, just two goals. You know, you got to give goal. He's got to score. Only, be, o- only because we've put him in that in that sure. spot. All right. In, Unfair in, to in, him, in, but in reality, there. in reality. Is that another Kevin Adams strike? No. No, he should have stayed up. He was just too he was just too good and we we were just okay. too thin. You yeah. know what I mean? There just there appears to be no face oh. right now in the two-way uh you know, the two-way abilities uh of the of the kids in Rochester, right? So, you know, they 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 uh but I, I I'm still fine with the Benson decision. I'm fine with you pointing out that he only has two goals in 15 games, but to me that's because um He's, you know, he needs to be on the third line. I mean, we talk about the guys that I guess here is one that's going to trigger a little something long winded. <laughs> we talk about the guys that they brought back on that fourth line. And I know that they serve some roles, be it in the locker room, PK, whatever it may be, but they don't score for shit. All right. They don't score at all. Right. And the problem is you can get away with that if you're balanced one through three. Okay, we have no third line scoring. Okay, none at all. Right. And all all that does, all that does, all right, is magnify the fact that your fourth line like doesn't score either. It's it's all or nothing in in the top six. 
whether it's the Quinn injury, you know, there, there is some bad luck involved here sure. as to why they don't have the depth uh, in the in the top three. Quinn screwed. Uh, man, you take one. And you put middle sat down to a third line of Tages there. You take, so. yeah. I mean, you take one piece out of that uh out of that top nine, and it could it could go south pretty quick, yeah. uh, especially with the with the youth. So the, the Quinn injury was big. Thompson uh injury, big. Maybe some good news has come out by the time this podcast goes up, but probably some bad news has uh has come out on uh on Alex on Alex Tuck. So you know. The the thing with Benson is that that's just a lot of weight for an eighteen year old in the in in the top six, man. Sure. All yeah. right. Get him in because of his two way skills. You know, get him on that third line. You know, just get get to a place where you can roll a competent three, and then I can deal with the lackluster fourth. <laughs> but we just haven't haven't been able to uh, to get that third, and it's put more pressure on the top two lines and they haven't responded. They've clearly been clutching the sticks, you know, clearly been feeling the pressure. Um, and a lot of people are pointing to guys in that top six as part of the problem. And I don't disagree, but man, if they had the, you know, if they had some support from the bottom six, yeah. all right. Or even the, like, you know, the, the, the middle, um, most notably the a third, a non-existent third line. I think I think a little take a little of that pressure off those top six to uh, to perform. And Benson's a great example of that. He's probably better suited, um, you know, to be on your third line right now than your second. I got Jordan Greenway too. You know, he started real nice early on in the season with two goals and seven points in twenty one games. He's a guy you should be playing on the fourth line. Like he's a good, legitimate fourth line player. Maybe maybe a third. But again, just like with Benson, and I get it. Benson's a rookie. Jordan Greenway's not man. And Two goals, seven points, 21 games. That means you're getting a point every third game. All right. I think Greenway, I, I hear you on Greenway. Uh, I think his penalty killing has been huge. There might be bad news that comes out about Greenway by the time this one goes out, too. Seriously, he's hurt. No, no, I know. I know. Um, but I am someone who thinks that Greenway could ride uh could ride shotgun on a third line with a with with, with a middle with step. a competent other like, two. Say a middle. You know step. what I mean? Like, yo, give me give, give me like shit. I mean. Give me, give me cousins, Greenway and Benson. You know what I mean, mm -hmm. or middle stack Greenway and Benson. I mean, are, are we going to be? How, how you were pretty quick to take middle stack to that to that third line. Middle stack. Are we not sure that it's cousins who doesn't? You know, kind of. If we're if we're numbering our lines or we're numbering our centers, are are, are, are we not sure that it, it's well? Cousins, it shouldn't be Tage. Cousins played really well with Paterka and Quinn last year, and you get Quinn back, and I'm like, I like that line. Just go right back and to it. Middle stack Greenway and Benson. Middle stack Greenway Benson. Sure. Yeah. But Yo, here's the point: when I'm talking about almost do or die territory, they can't be going another month where they go three, six, and two. You know, over or three, six, and one in, in a 10 game span, man. You fall 10 points back in this conference. There's, it's not the point. It's how many teams you got to leap sure. to, to get up there. Um, another problem with this team, and I, I, I think it been, maybe it was Andrew Peters, which is not surprising. It would be him, or maybe it was even Reve, but they're small and they're getting bullied and they don't have toughness and grit on this team. Greenway is one of the few that gives you that toughness and grit. I also ain't doing shit. Gergeson ain't doing shit on your checking line. Guys like Tuck and Cousins literally are getting hurt having to fight because you don't have those guys other than Greenway. Just you know, there's there's a lack of toughness on this team. 
Well, that would be your second strike against the analytics, uh, or you know, your second strike <laughs> against you from the analytics community because they don't buy it at all. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm. They don't uh, buy that the Sabers aren't tough. They don't buy that it matters. They don't, uh, come on, man! You follow, uh, hockey you players, follow, you follow these guys. I do. And you follow these guys. You've had a couple of them on the show. They do not to, buy the toughness. Respect piece. to Chad. They and do all not those buy guys. the toughness. Piece. Uh, Hockey Sand players, all that I, shit. I'll all take they a do is word. joke about how it's somebody from Tonawanda or whatever. You know, I'm that's saying go sign Rob Ray or Ty internal jokes. That no, they, they need some toughness, and I don't. I'm they not, again, all the time. Not, you don't got to go get goons, but somebody who you know is is going to make you pay a price if you go fucking hit Zach Benson from behind into the boards. I agree, and not fucking Alex Tucker, Dylan Cousins getting hurt in fights. Those are your star players for Christ's sake. Um, a couple more too that I got. The signings, two defensive signings, Connor, Connor Clifton, Eric Johnson, borderline disasters. You take you you when you take those two, all right, along with the re-signings, um, God, and 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 the and the goalie carousel. This is the first time we've probably looked at Adams and sure. said, dude, you might have fucked a couple things up. Yeah, no question about it. And then the last thing, staying with the goalie, I'm not mad that Devin Levi's not ready. I'm mad that the Sabres thought Devin Levi was ready, and I think that hurt them early in the season. Uh, I think he's in the right place right now in Rochester. But going with three goalies, being afraid to to waive a goalie or to make a deal for a, a better goalie, UPL's playing pretty good right now. But you know what's funny? He has that great game against the Rangers. They send Levi down, and UPL's been good. He's been the least of their problems. Hey. But sure enough, he gets shelled it's the next not, fucking It's game. actually not funny at all, okay? <laughs> Saturday night, I was like, I don't know, but like I think that that was the tweet. With the, you, you know, quit that the I, podcast? I quit the podcast Saturday <laughs> night watching the same. No, that was Sunday. That was Nashville. No, that's that's incorrect. It was Saturday, but your drunk ass didn't see it until Sunday. <laughs> all right, I sent the fucking tweet on Saturday, bro. Um, and then yeah, and I went on fa a Facebook rant, you know, that I was selling my tickets for ten dollars. I was just livid on on Saturday, yeah, because it was so big. The, what it meant to me symbolically, um, it was actually Saturday was like the last straw. But that was that was Comrie. What 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 made me feel like the most amount of despair that I that I've had yet this season was actually the game against St. Louis on uh, on Thursday. You know, you just handed UPL the keys. All right, after fiddle fucking around with this three goalie rotation, you made a firm organizational commitment. To one of your guys, and he absolutely shit himself. <laughs> he did. He, he we, really did. We outshoot the team 45 to 20 and lose six to three or whatever it is. That right there, that to me was disastrous. And I went after a couple of, uh, you know, uh, dudes on, on the Sabre Twitter side who pointed to the, you know, didn't really take not much to take away from this. There was, this is, Close to a quote. Not much you can take away from this one when you outshoot a team 40, you know, 45 to 20 or whatever. Bullshit. <laughs> this game had a massive takeaway, a massive takeaway. And that is that you turned over the most important position on your hockey team to someone who might still suck. <laughs> now, I'll walk it back a little bit from the performance in Nashville. 
okay, or, or at home against Nashville. Two goals is, you know, it should be enough to win. Um, but even the ones he let in weren't weren't that great. And I just think if if goalie goes south, if if they get healthy, and the thing that you know that holds them back is the goaltending. Sure. Um, He's going to, he should get blasted. I'm not going to say hot. I'm not going to say this. He's getting hot because this seat ain't getting hot, man. Kevin Adams ain't going nowhere for a while. Uh, Terry loves him. But yeah. And it's fine. Comrie, Comrie's been bad. He had, I think, a good game, maybe two good games, but he's been bad. 3.99 goals against. He's only got a 0.864 save percentage. That's fucking terrible, man. I think, I I think that's the first move. All right. If, if UPL, has another St. Louis game, all right, within the next week. I think you got to look and say, I above a, above a score. You think so? What's that? Above trying to get somebody who's going to put the puck in the net. I'm not saying you're wrong. I could see it. Well, look, a lot of it's going to a lot of it, it a lot of it's going to depend on Tucks. We're going to have in, by the time this one comes out tomorrow will be a fun day for this. Tomorrow meaning uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. I think Renato's Tuesday morning on GR. I got a, I got a feeling we're going to hear ta, uh, Tage, Quinn, and Tuck news uh, in in that interview. Yeah, Tuck's really got think. a hamstring. It's, a, it's pretty it's well known big, at this point, and probably Greenway too. It's a big, yeah. big injury news day for for the. Do Sabres, you think this team can afford to bring up? You know, you bring up Kulik again, you bring up Rosane again, or whatever. I mean, they, they don't seem like they trust them much for big roles right now during their first stints. And now you're going to bring them up, and they're going to be forced into an important role. Maybe they're in a, viral. They're in a bad spot, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm they're saying. Bad, what I said. They're in a, they're in a bad this spot. This was my argument with my cousin. It's like, yeah, they're Keep only, your head above water that's until what you I get said. healthy. Keep your head above water until you get healthy. But A, that's like do if or your die goalies suck, you're not going to keep your head above water. And B, if they suck, it ain't going to matter once you do get healthy, as was proven in you know in St. Louis last Thursday night the Sabres are in a bad spot yeah, it's, a, they are. It's, a, it's a bad time to be a a Sabre fan as evidence as evidenced by the you know 914 people in attendance Sunday night <laughs> I am my kid is excited to go to, yeah. to the Detroit game or was excited to go to the Detroit game that uh he's not playing now well, again this is old news for some people by Wednesday morning who are or listening but, but other I'm, than that I'm not gonna get shit for these tickets man are you kidding me these, these it's about to go back to uh you know five dollar ten dollar land for for Sabres tickets it is and you know what while we're on it I've got to blast this team for one more fucking thing I got a call from my season ticket uh person all right um I never really bother with these things I'm not someone who yells about the product or something like that. I, you know, things are what they are. These, these people can't really do much about my plight, but I just, the, the way they have the, uh, the higher prices for food and beverage on, uh, on premium nights is infuriating to me. Really? Really what? That no, it really, I didn't know that. Or that no, no, do. no, no, that they have higher. I think I've, so said, gotta, it on the, I've said it on the show before. I don't know. They I don't, do. When, I wasn't paying attention if you did. No, thanks, but, that's fine, though. <laughs> did you pay more money for a hot dog on when they're playing, say, the Rangers, and you do if they're playing the Winnipeg Jets? Yes. Really? Yes. It's stupid. Well, it's not just, they don't They don't just say, hey, it's, it's based upon the ticket price. So it, I'm okay 
with variable pricing on the tickets. Sure. All right. Variable pricing on food and beverage is like that's bullshit. Gross. That is that's right? bullshit. You can pay. I, I agree. If if I'm going to pay to see a Vegas game, I would expect to pay more money than it, than going to see um, I don't know a freaking Seattle Kraken game. I get that, but I didn't. I never knew that. I didn't yeah, know they bang, they bang the food and beverage up. So I tell it to How my much? guy. I don't know, but probably percentage based. I um, that's crazy. It is. Wow. Uh, so I tell it to my guy, right? And I and I just did it kind of like, hey, I just you know just to put it out there, put it in a you know put it in a box or whatever. I'm sure you guys are accumulating a lot of data. Like I was very gentle about it. <laughs> I'll be goddamn if that motherfucker didn't say, well, you'd have to call Delaware North about that. So what motherfucker? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? I mean, honestly, though, this guy's probably on the fast track to fucking administrative stardom with that Bozo Pagula, the way he passed the buck. But that was his advice to me. That's a Delaware North thing. All right, thanks, buddy. Check in, me, check in with me again when I'm fucking done, because I ain't renewing the Sabres, and I ain't renewing the Bills. I'm not renewing the Bills? Right now. Fuck that. No. Even with the even even with the uh, and it's not because I'm super pissed at the team, it's it's just even with the new uh, the new digs on the horizon, um, you know it just I I've got a little bit of a of middle ground right now before my older sons like are old enough to want to hang with me at a Bills game right and the younger ones can even go. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm going to be in this fucking, All right, I'm that's gonna, fair. I'm going to be in this purgatory for like probably the next <laughs> five years. At least five. And five, it's five like, why, seven. why I, I plan to go to Dallas, which will only, which will be my second game of the season. <laughs> I mean, really, what am I, what am I, what am I doing here? All right. We're going to get out of, here. you know, what's funny. So I had you for back to back episodes and the plan was you said you didn't want to spend any more time here with me than you had to. So we knocked off the first episode in a good 42 minutes or so. And here we are on the back end with an hour and five minute episode. Really? The the <laughs> second one went an hour and five minutes. Yeah. Went longer. Well, yeah. you did kind of abruptly finish the first one. <laughs> I did. I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of this. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> All right, man. For Don't Box on Pamaran. Um, tomorrow on the show, I'm gonna have Anthony Marino, and we will start to dive into a critical game between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Talk to you then. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.